The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 14 Chapter 14 By the time we pulled into Dode's farmhouse yard, the thunder was loud as God's bowling alley. Rain splattered the windshield. The treetops whipped and scratched at the swollen bellies of the black clouds. Luckily, Dode had a pair of automatic pole lights out by the barn. The storm had caused the electric eye sensor to flip the lights on. The lights sprayed a wide beam from the car to the house so we could see our way clear across the yard. Dode was standing in overalls out on the front porch, waving our way. His rifle was leaned against the farmhouse door. He had a basket of what looked like flashlights sitting on the porch railing. Hot dog, said Vini, pointing toward the claw-like trees in the orchard. See that storm? That's ghosts. They seen us coming. She unfolded an orange Hoosier feed bag plastic shopping bag that she found on the floorboard of the Impala and stretched it over her head. She stretched it tight under her chin and made a little bow. How do I look? Fetching, I said. In the back seat, Harry offered Candy his suit jacket. He draped it up around her head and shoulders as they slid out of the car. She clung on to him big time as they slid across the yard toward the porch. I pulled on my son Eddie's old green 4-H windbreaker, which I kept in the car for emergencies, and puckered the hood up around my ears. Vini and I burst out of the Impala and dashed for the front porch. Rain spattered my glasses, but I figured they could use a good cleaning. Whoa, boy, substorba, said Dode. His eyes were shining in the dark. He had his thumbs hooked under the apron on his bib overalls. Bet the ghosts like this, huh? Dode eyed us. This here the seance lady? He nodded toward Candy. Candy stepped out from under Harry's jacket and shook her red locks. She finger-fluffed her hair before offering her ringed fingers to Dode. Candy Huggins, she said, from the Henry Huggins bunch down around Scottsburg. I'm psychic, got called up here by your ghost. Her bracelets jangled as they shook hands. Dode's eyes widened. For real? I mean, I heard tell people could talk to spirits. My mother's people had the power. Course, people today don't believe in such stuff, but I know darn certain what I saw. Vini asked Dode if he'd seen any ghosts the last few days. He shook his head. 
Dot since you took that lady skeleton out of here. Not a snort. Not a peep. It's like they all died. <laughs> he laughed nervously at his own joke. Candy assured us that silence was normal. They're gathering energy, waiting for us to call them home. She closed her eyes and felt the wet air with the palms of her hands. She wandered around the porch, feeling the air like it was a thick wall. She stumbled on some uneven porch boards, but recovered. Clutching onto Harry. She shut her eyes and started in circles again, her hands held up high like a revival preacher. Dode poked a piece of chaw into the pocket of his left jaw and sucked quietly. He followed Candy's every move, mesmerized. Candy stopped twirling in circles and stared across the yard and through the light to the shadowy outline of the Wyatt Mansion. We need to set up our seance over where you found the body. Over yonder. That the house? Dode nodded. But the sheriff, he came by yesterday, taped it all up. Said nobody should be messing around over there. It's against the law. Said it was especially against the law if any old lady showed up to snoop around. Candy rolled her eyes. She adjusted her bracelets. They always do that. Cops. They don't understand spirits at all. Harry made a little squeaky sound. I don't know, sugar. I got a license to protect. Trespassing could get me in a heap of trouble, baby. Candy took him by the crook of his arm. She whispered into his ear like he was a little boy. You aren't afraid of a little trouble, are you, Harry? I don't know. He shuffled his feet. Horse patootie, said Vini. The sheriff had his chance at this case. He all but threw it at us. We aren't hurting nothing. Candy tossed in her two cents. Heck, it's Alta's house. She invited us. If you look at it that way, and that's the way any sane body would see the thing, it ain't even illegal trespassing. We're just going to visit a spell, like she asked. While we were standing around debating breaking and entering and a litany of other possible felonies, a pair of truck lights swung up the road. The rain was thick enough we couldn't quite see who was coming. The lights bounced as the truck came closer over the rutted road. A white pickup, an older Ford F-150 with a cab on back, swung in and parked next to the Impala. A guy wearing a white baseball hat got out and strode across the yard toward the porch. He was wearing a pocket t-shirt with a red IU zip hoodie. He didn't seem bothered by the rain, which we could see spilling off the bill of his cap. Dode stared at the guy as he grabbed the rail and hopped up the slippery steps to the porch. Lord Jesus, he whistled. And to be honest, the guy did look like Jesus. Long, wavy brown hair, blue eyes, nice smile, in his thirties. His jeans were ripped at both knees. 
took me a minute to realize it wasn't Jesus, but Randy Gallus standing there in the rain. Howdy, Randy said as he put out his hand toward Dode. He smiled at me and Vini. Remember me? Sure do, said Vini. Heard down at Pokey's you ladies were having a seance. Reckoned I'd drop by and see what my next of kin had to say. Brought company, too. Randy turned and motioned for someone in the truck to roll down the window. The window cranked down slowly. Darnell Zykes stuck his head out. His pigtails tossed a little in the wind. He had a yellow paisley bandana tied up on top of his head like a biker's do-rag. He waved our way with both pudgy hands. Met Darnell there at Pokey's. Told me he's staying with you ladies a couple of days. Told me about the seance tonight. Said he'd never seen a ghost, but sure would like to see one up close. Darnell hopped out of the truck. He waddled as fast as he could in his Dr. Scholl's sliders toward the cover of the porch. He was wearing the same clothes as the night before, blue and white plaid pedal pushers and a black wife-beater t-shirt that read, Save a horse, ride a redneck. Okay, if I join the party, he asked as he shook his wet head like a dog drying off. His lazy eye meandered over the lot of us. I mean, man, this may be my only chance to do some ghost-busting. He introduced himself all around. Dode said, I like your eye. He pointed to Darnell's lazy eye. How'd you get it to do that? Born this way. My mama was the same. Dode cocked his head. You see sideways? Nah, I see normal. It's just cosmetic. Doctor said I could get it fixed. Lazy muscle. The girls seem to like it. Makes me memorable. Dode nodded. It's right, handsome. I'd probably keep it, too. Darnell stopped pumping hands when he got to Candy. You look mighty familiar. We met? He squinted at her in the low light of the porch. Never, Candy said. You sure? Candy's lips tightened. Very sure. All righty then. Say, where are them ghosts? We came to see them ghosts. They over there? He pointed toward the mansion. Cause that looks like a haunted house if I ever saw one. Without waiting for an answer, Darnell jumped off the porch and ambled toward the orchard, headed toward the mansion. The rain had slowed to a trickle. He slid a little in the tall, wet grass, looking back only once to urge us to follow him. Dode handed the rest of us flashlights. We set off into the darkness of the apple orchard like a group of vigilantes in search of Frankenstein's monster. Thank you.